gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go against the spread on this week number three of the NFL season, week number four in college football. And if it's anything like last week or the opening two weeks in the NFL, we can't wait for the weekend to get here. Victor, it was quite a week in college football, and I think right at the top of the list had to be the performances we saw last week by Louisville and Ohio State. Absolutely. We also touched on the fact that it was a make-or-break week, Mark, for a handful of college programs already in the first month of the season. And lo and behold, number three, number four, number 10, and number 11 in the preseason AP poll were basically all but eliminated from the college football playoff. And that, of course, would be Oklahoma and Florida State and Notre Dame and Mississippi Four big teams already just about out in terms of the national title race. And it's an interesting week this week. You know, we got six matchups of undefeated teams in college football. One of those, of course, we're going to talk about. The other ones, there's that Thursday night matchup in the ACC, you know, Clemson against Georgia Tech. There's an uh, undefeated matchup going in the SEC conference with Florida and Tennessee, of course, the number one ranked Florida Gators, best defense in the land right now. There's also an undefeated matchup in the Big Ten Conference with Wisconsin taking on Michigan State. Of course, the Spartans off that big win against Notre Dame. And from what I hear, the Badgers are reportedly perhaps making a change at quarterback this week. And then you got a couple of like little under-the-radar type undefeated matchups, Wake Forest against Indiana and Georgia Southern against Western Michigan. And I mentioned Western Michigan last because, to me, they had the stat line of the week last week. You know, they've beaten two Big Ten teams. It was a great week for the MAC Conference last week. And how about Western Michigan's rushing edge over Illinois? They outrushed Illinois 287-3. to Wow, well, great job by the MAC Conference. They continue to uh, leave an impression this football season. And more often than not, we're saying in the football newsletter, the Playbook newsletter, we're finding the MAC teams coming conference road favorites, non-conference road favorites in football games. And as we say in the newsletter, according to our database, there's a reason they're road favorites, and they've been holding their end of the weight, the latter that way, the MAC Conference, a tip of the hat to them thus far and the great job that they've done. Also, Victor, inside college football last week, I noted that I usually do, as we will be marking out in our midweek alert newsletter. That's our statistical football newsletter. We call it the racing form of football newsletters. It debuts this week. You can download your copy Wednesday, anytime after 7 p.m. Eastern, for our first issue of the Midweek Alert Football Newsletter. And inside the stats, which we like to get into in college football last week, we saw 11 games that saw the winning team out-yarded by their opponent, four of those of which were 100-yard inside-out reversals, and one game, a real rare bird, you don't usually find this, where a team won the game and lost the stats by 200 yards in the contest, that was South Carolina's win over East Carolina. Keep an eye on those two football teams. Look for South Carolina, maybe the 
uh, show some holes down the road. East Carolina, a much better team, perhaps, than the oddsmakers given credit for based on the score alone. There were also six teams in college football last week that were straight-up underdog winners. They were up, upset winners, six of them. Usually there's more than six, but there were a half a dozen last week, one of which was a double-digit underdog who won the whole game in straight-up fashion. That was when Akron stunned Marshall, the thundering hurt at Marshall, and a big upset win that way as well. Let's move it over to the National Football League side of things this week. Talk about what happened a little bit last week. Uh, Victor, we're finding uh, surprisingly in the National Football League after two games, I know you, you can't say that the, the the doom is here for some football teams that are 0-2, but right now the Washington Redskins have to be wondering what's going on with that football program. Not only are they 0-2, they lost their first two home games of the football season here. And we called this out in the Playbook Football Newsletter this week that since they expanded in uh, 2002 that there have been a total of 116 teams that started 0-2 to begin the season. Only 12 of those, that's 10%, have gone on to make the playoffs. Doesn't look like a pretty situation for the Washington Redskins right now at this time, Victor. Dire straits for the Redskins in a big game, of course, this week against the Giants. There's a couple of 0-2 teams that, hey, we're basically not surprised they're 0-2. One would be our boys down here in South Florida. One would be our previous boys up there in uh, Cleveland who are also <laughs> 0-2 and who are on their, what, fifth starting quarterback in the last five games. But I would also submit that the Colts being 0-2 is a little bit surprising, a team that was, again, predicted to win their division this season. And uh, I feel bad for the Saints as well. They're 0-2, Mark, but they're only five points away from being 2-0. and Yeah, you take a look inside those numbers there. New Orleans, like you say, could well be 2-0. They're 0-2. They'll be hosting a Monday night football game when they take on the Atlanta Falcons in a key NFC South division battle Monday night. Looking inside the stats, as I will do when the midweek alert comes out this week, we saw six games that went inside out in the NFL last week. Those are teams that won the game but lost the stats. And we also found six straight-up underdog winners going inside the stats uh, looking at the National Football League side of things last week. And I guess, uh, Victor, you talked about the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to hit on this real quick before we go to break here. But uh, this will be, as you say, their fifth starting quarterback in their last five games. Cody Kessler gets a start now for Josh McCown, who's injured, who took over for RG3, who's injured. Uh, I guess you can attribute to Cleveland's woes largely to the quarterback situation and perhaps the poor judgment that they've done in drafts in the past. But what's your quick observation take Cleveland against Miami here against these two winless teams this week well the last time we looked the Dolphins what opened at seven they're getting close to being a double digit favorite in the game uh, a little bit surprising considering Miami is also an O and two team but uh, you got to feel a little bit for the Browns you know that makes it let me see here Johnny Manziel Austin Davis RG3 McGown and this week Cody Kessler the rookie who a lot of folks said the Browns reached for in the draft in the third round anyway there were probably a few better quarterbacks if you ask me and uh, you know we have our sources up there in Cleveland including Mary Kay Cabot and the some of the writers up there and from what they say this is a guy that's not ready for prime time yet either. Well it wouldn't surprise because uh, you know like you say he was a bit of a reach out of a southern Cal Hugh Jackson likes the makeup of the Cody Kessler. He's a very intelligent quarterback. He's very well prepared. But you know, there's a difference of a mindset and having it uh, to be intelligent. But you also have the quarterback skills that are involved to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. So we'll see whether or not 
Hugh Jackson protects Cody Kessler this particular week, but it'll be interesting when our 0-2 Dolphins take on our former 0-2 Browns in a battle of winless <laughs> former sites <laughs> for both Victor and I this week. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to tear down our college football game of the week, a beauty inside the Southeast Conference. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need Guaranteed. That's mybookie.a as in Apple and G as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Attention all serious football fans. If you follow the best football newsletters in the nation, now you can get them all at the all-new Playbook Newsletter Superstore. One visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation, including The Gold Sheet, Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football card. And it's time once again for our featured college football game of the week. We're going to journey down into the Southeast Conference in a battle of two undefeated top 25 ranked teams when Arkansas takes on Texas A&M at Jerry's World in Dallas. Victor, your take on the Hogs and the Aggies. This is one of those uh, six games which feature undefeated opponents, of course, uh, playing each other this week. And both of these teams already have pretty big wins under their belt. Of course, as you mentioned, it's played there at ATT Stadium in Arlington, Texas. The over-under line opened at 51. It's come down a couple of points. The last time I looked uh, as of Wednesday morning was 49. And that's a pretty low number considering this series. In fact, it's the lowest over-under line in this series since way back in the Southwest Conference days. In fact, you got to go all the way back to 1991 to find a lower uh, over-under line in this Razorbacks Aggies series. Now I'm not surprised that the line is this slow considering Texas A&M has basically turned into a very, very good defensive team in the SEC conference already. Oh, two and one over under on the season that zero overs, two unders and a tie uh, four and nine over under last year for Texas A&M. In fact, dating back to last season, they're actually on a run in which they have not gone over the total for eight consecutive games, they've gone 0-7-1 over under, dating back to last year. And that uh, Aggie defense has allowed only 16.1 points per game during that big under streak. So, again, we're not surprised the line is this low, given the fact that 
A&M has kind of turned things around uh, when they first, of course, got into the SEC. They kind of turned the conference on their ear a little bit with Johnny Menzel and uh, their high-scoring outcomes, but they've kind of fallen right into step and turned into a very good defensive team in the SEC. For the Razorbacks, 1-2 and over-under in their three games this season. Their average line, 56.8. Average score, 55.0. They were a Basically, middle of the road over under team last year, going six and seven. This is the first conference game for both teams. Most of our trends, most of our series history point to a fairly low scoring game. Uh, the fact that the series has gone 0 and 2 over under in the last two meetings last year, the over under line was 61 and a half, and the final score was uh, what 28 to 21. The game did go under by double digits as did the 2014 meeting between these two teams in which the over-under line was 73. The final score was 35-28. That game also went under by double digits. The Razorbacks, they are a good under team in the month of September, going 1-5 and five over-under in their last 12 conference games. Arkansas is 3-9 over-under, 2-5 over-under on neutral sites. A perfect 0-4 to the under after scoring 40 or more points. So to me, everything points to a fairly low-scoring game. I just don't like the fact that the line is this low. In my opinion, it should be somewhere around a touchdown higher, maybe in the 55- to 56-point range. So based on that low over-under line, Mark, I'm going to have to pass. Everything points to a fairly low-scoring game, but uh, we're all about value. If this line was a touchdown higher then I would consider going under. But for now, we're going to pass. We're going to watch the game on TV, and we're going to see if we can find a side play that we can latch on to as far as the dog or the favorite uh, in your little segment. Victor passes on the football game. He gives credit to the odds maker, feeling he put the right yep. number on this contest. Makes it really, really difficult to take a side, put a gun to his head. I guess he'd lean under, but not enough value to make a clear-cut side for the total in the football game. As I mentioned here, this is a battle of two football teams that are both formerly Big 12 operatives. They both played in the Big 12 Conference and now moved over to the SEC. Undefeated top 25 ranked teams, Arkansas, takes the field here. They've lost four years in a row in the series to the Aggies. And in fact, when they do play with quadruple revenge exec, which will be the role for Arkansas in this football game on Saturday. They're 5-2-1 and one to the spread, so they've really stepped up and played well not to take that fifth straight loss against an opponent. They've also cashed in nine of the last 11 games inside this series, have the Hogs 9-2 and two to the spread the last 11 games when they've been underdogs coming into this contest as well. Their quarterback is Austin Allen. He's the brother of their former quarterback, Brandon Allen, who has since graduated and moved on. He's done a terrific job getting the Hogs out to a perfect undefeated start this football season. And talking about quarterbacks, before I get on the A&M side of things here, there are going to be two quarterbacks that are going to play in the Southeast Conference this week that are both former starting quarterbacks with Purdue. Uh, neither of these two here, obviously, but uh, one of them will be Florida's Austin Appleby. He was a six, he played in 17 games when he played with Purdue. LSU is going to start Danny Etling at quarterback. He was also a former starter at Purdue, and it just makes you wonder what uh, Daryl Hazel at Purdue is thinking here this particular weekend as his team struggles and he finds two of his former quarterbacks starting Southeast Conference football games this week. For Texas A&M, the Aggies, their starting quarterback is Trevor Knight. And if that name sounds familiar, it should because he was the former starting quarterback 
with the Oklahoma Sooners before Baker Mayfield took over the starting job there. He transferred out, and he's doing a great job. He's a graduate senior. This will be his one and only time for the Aggies, and he's led them to an undefeated start as well. A&M's off that big upset revenge win as an underdog at Auburn last week, feeling awfully good about themselves. The Aggies also beat UCLA at home in overtime in their season opening game. A little bit of difficulty. They haven't fired that well on neutral field sites. They're just 5-9 and nine to the spread the last 14 times they've been favored in neutral site field games are the Aggies of Texas A&M. My side in the contest, I'll grab the points in this game with the Hogs. Looking back the last 12 times at Texas A&M, has been favored into Southeast Conference revenge against avenging opponents. They were only just 2-10 and ten to the spread. I think the Hogs are on a mission here right now. When you win football games in dramatic fashion like they did against TCU, to remain undefeated, that momentum carries, keeps carrying forward here. And I think playing in the big house in Dallas, Texas at Jerry's World will benefit the Hogs in this football game. I like Arkansas plus the points over Texas A&M. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, we're going to hop out and join in with a good friend of ours, a fellow handicapper, Scott Matthews from smpicks.com. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it should. Scott Matthews, is you can follow a lot of his stuff that he does on a lot of major websites across the country here. He's been in business for over 25 years, Scott, a member of the Wise Guys Contest in the Playbook Football Newsletter this year. Scott, I'm going to welcome you to the show. Welcome to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread with Victor King. Mark, it's great to be with you. How's it going today? Uh, we're doing terrific. Uh, we're just breaking down our college football segment right now. We just previewed our college football game of the week, that big game in tap inside uh, what will be the Southeast Conference this week. And uh, nice to have you on board this week. Let our listeners know if you would a little bit about Scott Matthews and uh, what it is that brings you onto our show here this particular week. No problem. I appreciate it. Guys, I've been in this business 30 years. Uh, this is what I do full time. Nothing else. I, you know, just break these games down days, seven days a week. I've built some tremendous relationships around the country, uh, just doing what I do. I take what I do very seriously. I'm a money management type of guy. I don't like to put out a lot of place to players. I like to put out quality over quantity all day long. And that's what's built my name in the business. I work hard for my clients. I manage my players directly. I also offer online services, but I do have private services where more serious players, you know, they want to be managed correctly right up to the minute. There's a lot of things that happen. We all know that uh, between a Monday and a Sunday, and you just got to stay on top of it like we do. So we take our winning here, Mark, really serious. I mean, uh, I'm a very serious guy. I, I don't beat around the bush. I do the best I can. No one's going to hit 100% in this business. We all know that. But if you're good at money managing, and you have a goal, you know, it, it gives you a better chance to come out on top. So that's how we kind of run it. And it's worked for us. Everyone has their own ways of doing things out there. But my way is just staying focused, looking for quality over quantity. I can't emphasize enough, uh, Scott, about how important money management is when it comes to wagering on games. You can be the best handicapper in the in your class. You could be the valedictorian when it comes to handicapping football games. But if you don't know how to manage your money properly, it's moot. It doesn't really matter because all that really matters is the bottom line. Winning in the bottom line is all of what it's all about, and that's exactly what Scott excels at. And I encourage your listeners to check out Scott's services. It's available. His site is SMPICS. SM is in Scott Matthews. SMPICS.com. You can reach Scott 
His email address is info, I-N-F-O, at smpix.com. And also, Scott, while I have you on board here, I want to share with our listeners the fact that you have joined Victor and I in the new United Games sports game app that's going to be launching next month. And we're excited about this game app. It's a free game app. That's going to be, I think, the talk of all the games world, especially if you like sports, you like to follow sports interactively. Let our listeners know about what you feel about what's going to happen with this new game launching at United Games. I actually love it, Mark. It's something I've got uh, really involved in over the last couple of months. I just see it being tremendous. Uh, it, it gives it gives the sports world, basically, from sports fans to just guys who like to follow games, you know, guys who bet games, the opportunity, think about it, to interact live in a game, and now you're the play caller or what you feel is going to happen next in that game. It, it's really exciting. I spoke to a lot of people. Obviously, we're in the right business for that, talking to players all over the world. And I just think this thing is going to be absolutely tremendous. I mean, not only can you play it for free, you have the option to play it for free. It's it's an app that doesn't cost you any money. It can challenge you against other people. And it, I think it's going to be tremendous. It should be coming out soon. We're all waiting with bated breath for the release date of this app to come out. But I think this thing, when it comes out, is going to be probably one of the biggest releases on an app ever uh, in any kind of genre out there. So, yes, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely behind it, and I, I'm excited to use it myself. And I always like to challenge myself anyways. That's why I'm in this business. You know, I like challenging myself to always see if I'm right. And uh, this app is going to be that type of app, and people can play it amongst themselves. They can play it with other, you know, themselves. They can play it against groups. So, yes, I think this is going to be a, a tremendous experience, and I'm looking forward to it myself. Well, I know, Scotty, that uh, Victor and I will likely be playing the game against you or with you because we can do just that. <laughs> we oh, can all boy. join. <laughs> That'll be fun. I don't know oh, we're going to have a little side, side bets or whatnot going on, but the bottom line is we're going to have fun with that game. And you can check out that information about the game, United Games uh, Sports App, at Scott's site at, once again, smpix.com. smpix.com. He's got information about the United Games and all of his array of services that he offers from a handicapping perspective. And, Scott, if you would let our listeners know what you've got on special going on at SM Picks going this weekend. Well, I'll tell you, there's one game, guys. Uh, you might like it yourselves. You might not. But uh, I've been following these two teams the first couple of weeks. And again, guys, it's only the first couple of weeks. But don't get into the habit of falling behind and blowing out your bankrolls and chasing games. This is the time of year you got to really buckle down and build and go in the, in the right direction. But there's one game. Uh, I'm keying on. I'm actually putting it out on the wise guy as my uh, two-star play. Uh, the game between the Jets and Kansas City. Uh, right now, statistically, I mean, again, it's only two weeks, so we can't get too excited. But the Jets offensively, everything, total yards per game in their favor, 416 to 352. Rushing yards in their favor, 137 to 101. Points per game, they've averaged 29.5 to Kansas City's 22.5. Again, I know it's only uh, the uh, third week of the season coming up, but here's a big one. Third down conversions. Jets averaging 48% on converting on third down, which is pretty big. That's almost 50% to Kansas City's 28%. Now, there's a big key in this game. There's a couple of keys, actually, in this game, but I, I like the way the line was set up, even with all these question marks. You got Brandon Marshall. Coming off a little bit of a knee injury, he's questionable. Will he play? Uh, the big target, the tight end, Quincy, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Anam, Anamu, uh, he's got ribs and he's questionable. 
But I have a feeling both of these guys are going to play for the Jets this week. And you got Mr. Charles, Jamal Charles, coming back after that ACL injury. And I think going against a, a Jets defense that is only allowing 71 yards per game, only two games in, though, against the rush is going to be a tough task for someone that's coming off an injury. You know they're going to be thinking a little bit every time they're running with the ball after being out that long. So I'm leaning in this game really strong on the Jets. I know there's a couple of key question marks. You know, you got all-world Brandon Marshall, questionable. But I feel he's going to play. Decker's been huge. I love the way the Jets came off that Buffalo win on that Thursday night, Mark. I really felt, uh, you know, they haven't beaten Rex I think uh, Fitzpatrick was right on the money. His ball was sharp. He, he had a lot of steam behind his passes. You know, when you have Forte moving the ball on the ground, it opens up the, the receiving game for Marshall, uh, you know, the tight end Quincy, and also Decker. And I just think right now the way the Jets are playing, they're coming into this game right. And I think they're going to stop the run on KC. And Alex Smith is not the type of guy that's just going to go out and beat you with the passing game if he doesn't have a little running game behind him. So I'm jumping on the Jets in this game as a plus three dog. I think the Jets win the game outright. But I take the three. If you can get the three and a half, you know, sometimes you that extra hook on a game. But I'm liking the Jets big time. That's my play. They're just dominating offensively. They're dominating defensively. Again, it's only two weeks, but I think KC should be 0-2 right now, and the Jets had a chance to be 2-0, and and I think the Jets are right in this game coming into it for Sunday. Scott Matthews, smpicks.com, all over the New York Jets, plus the three against Kansas City for his complimentary play on the show this week. And, Scott, a great job on the show here this week. Before I let you go, let our listeners know what special offers you've got for them going on this week at smpicks.com. Guys, listen up, because uh, I do this once in a while, and I'm really out there to prove myself to the players out there. I know there's a lot of services out there you know, uh, that don't work as hard as the next guy, but I don't think there's anybody out there. I know Mark, you know, he's, he's, he's full throttle like myself, but I've got six games, my personal six best games on the board between Saturday and Sunday of this week. And I'm only releasing it for $34.99. We're talking less than $6 a game, guys, to cash in on my six premier plays. These are not games I think are okay. These are games that I know are okay. I like these games tremendously. So I got six best bets, $34.99. Take advantage of the offer. Again, it's going into the fourth week of college, the third week of pro. If you're not getting any results on your own, the bankroll is diminishing. Let's make money. This is what we do for a living. Guys like Mark out there, we work hard to, to get results. And I love what I've got this weekend. Check it all out. You can go to smpicks, that's P-I-C-K-S, dot com forward slash win. Can't make it any easier than that, Mark. It's smpicks dot com forward slash win. Take advantage of this tremendous offer. Six huge plays. Looking to make money with $34.99. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to come on the show, guys. Hey, Scott, really nice having you on board this week. A lot of great information. Once again, I encourage our listeners to take advantage of Scott's big offer. Go to smpicks.com forward slash win, or you can drop Scott an email at info at smpicks.com. Scott, I'm going to wish you the best of luck this week, and we look forward to visiting with you down the road this football season. Same to you guys. Good luck with the games. Be good. That was Scott Matthews joining us from smpicks.com. 
Don't you go away, guys. When we come back, Victor and I, we're going to tear down our NFL game of the week. We've got a beauty on tap inside the Keystone State when the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Philadelphia Eagles. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. There is only one football newsletter on the market today, documented number one win percentage, and it's the Playbook Football Newsletter. Playbook has the top win percentage of all football newsletters in the nation, according to the Phil Steele Power Sweep Newsletter Contest. Only Playbook has best bets, wise guys contest picks, awesome angles, and incredible stats. Plus, complete analysis write up on every college and NFL game, along with Victor King's NFL Over Under Trends and Mark Lawrence's weekly Bet You Didn't Know column, as seen in the USA Today Sports Weekly. Get your weekly Playbook Football newsletter online at playbook.com and get every edge imaginable this football season. That's the weekly Playbook Football newsletter, available now at playbook.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Mark Lawrence back once again with Victor King as we're going against the spread on this week's college and pro football card. And it's time once again for our National Football League Game of the Week. As I mentioned, we're going to go inside the Keystone State when the Pittsburgh Steelers invade Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Victor, your take on the Steelers and the Eagles this Sunday. Of course, prior to the Monday night game, Mark, Pittsburgh opened up as about a five, five and a half point favorite. And of course, the fact that Philadelphia came in and Beat up Chicago on their home field. The line has dropped to the Pittsburgh minus three to three and a half. That's the current number in this particular game. The over-under line opened at 46 and a half. It's come down a half point. So we're talking right around 46 as we record the podcast here on Wednesday morning. I think we got a decent handle on both of these teams. You definitely got to credit Philadelphia and the fact that they've scored 29 points in each of their first two games with a rookie quarterback. Now, on Pittsburgh's side, of course, we did advise looking under in their game against Cincinnati last week. The game did go under by 7.5 to 8 points. Yes, we're appreciative that the rain played a little bit of a part in slowing both offenses there at Heinz Field, but uh, the under did bring home the bacon in that particular game. And for our King Creole clients, we did have a play on Monday night on Philadelphia and Chicago over the total. We made it a point to stress to our clients that, hey, you've got to get the right line in this game. And that line was 42 and a half or less points. I specifically mentioned that because of the fact that 43 was the NFL's number one key number last season. More NFL games finished right on the number of 43 than any other games 
And lo and behold, the Monday night game, final score was 29 to 14, finished right on 43. So those who followed our advice cashed by a half to a full point in that game. And I'm liking me some offense in this week's game here in the Keystone State battle as well, Mark. Again, as I mentioned, we're right around 46 points. Both teams one and one over under on the season. Yes, it's been a fairly low scoring series. In fact, each of the last three meetings have gone under. Of course, they only play each other, what, once every four years. So a lot of these series histories really don't mean a heck of a lot when we're talking about non-conference games. Why I do like some points to be scored in this game, Mark, are some of the systems that I uncovered in our Playbook NFL database. Like the number one key thing is how do teams do who had a Monday night road game? They're playing on reduced rest. That's the fact for the Eagles this week. And in the last three years, NFL teams have gone 10 and 3 over under for non division home teams off a Monday night road win. That applies to the Eagles. Uh, game three teams, underdogs at home. Last season, they went 5 and 1 to the over. That's game three. Home underdogs went a perfect 5-1 and one to the over. That also applies to the Eagles, as does this one. Of course, you know, they were an underdog, uh, what, plus three points against the Bears. And not only did they win the game, but they basically dominated Chicago, winning by, what, 15 points. This is on 14-1 and one now in the last six years. And we're talking first half of the season. That's game eight or less. Non-division teams off a road dog win of 14 or more points. That applies to Philly, and our caveat is that in the the over-under line in these games, it must be less than 49. That certainly is the case in this one. So a nice little 14-1 and over-under angle for the Eagles as well. And finally, on the Pittsburgh side, we do acknowledge they're playing some good defense this year. They allowed only 16 against Washington and only 16 last week against Cincinnati. However, in the last uh, five seasons, 8-1 and over-under. Game three teams playing on the road who allowed 16 or less points per game in each of their first two games of the season. We could very well see a Keystone State shootout here. At the very, very least, Mark, uh, we're talking somewhere in the area of 27 to 24, 28 to 24, with a good five to six points value on the Eagles and Steelers going over the total. Victor King looks at the total here to go over this total in the Steelers and the Eagles football game here. 46 points for the over-under total in the contest here. Pittsburgh enters the game with the league's leading rushing running back in D'Angelo Williams, and that'll only be for a short while because kind of strange to see the league's leading running back will be on the bench here shortly, but that'll happen when Le'Veon Bell comes back for the Pittsburgh Steelers after his suspension to open up the season here but nonetheless he's done a great job has Williams leading this Pittsburgh Steeler attack thus far this football season here they're off a big win over Cincinnati last week they held fort held serve at Pittsburgh last week when the Bengals invaded Pittsburgh however just one and six to the spread the last seven games and they're taking on a 500 or better team after facing the Cincinnati Bengals. They've also struggled, Pittsburgh has, in games as favorites against teams out of the NFC East having lost the money in eight of the last 11 games in that particular role. Philadelphia comes in the upstart Steelers, a perfect 2-0 to start the football season this year. There's not many people that would have believed that. Maybe even people in Philadelphia are probably the most surprised at this 2-0 football start. But nonetheless, behind rookie quarterback Carson Wentz, who has done a terrific job 
being named the starting quarterback for Philadelphia. He hasn't thrown an interception thus far this football season here. Philadelphia, a perfect 3-0 straight up into the spread when they play host to Pittsburgh in this Keystone State rivalry matchup. The negative side for Philadelphia, they're coming in off that big Monday night upset win at Chicago. The last five times Philadelphia's been on Monday night football games, they're 0-5 to the spread. The last six times that they've played as home dogs with revenge, they've lost how many? Six straight times. So some negative trends there for Philadelphia, but good stats nonetheless. I'm going to look at Philadelphia in this football game because of one great stat that I got out of our database. We call this out in our playbook football newsletter this week. It's about new coaches in the National Football League who start the season 2-0 and to begin the season. Since the year 2000, these coaches who start out 2-0 and are 18-4-1 to the spread in Game 3. That momentum really carries over for these new coaches here. There's a newfound camaraderie, a new belief with these football teams, and it works in Game 3. I'll play the Philadelphia Eagles plus the points for my side in this football game in this big Keystone rivalry matchup on Sunday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas and join in with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you in Las Vegas this football season? So far, everything's been going very well, Mark. It's been a good start to the season for many players, a struggling start for others. And I think that's... Uh, uh, made no more evident than the results in the Las Vegas Westgate Superbook contest for the first two weeks where we had almost diametrically opposite results between week one and week two. Yeah, I noticed, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, somebody had told me that uh, the first week there were maybe something at around or close to a thousand entries that were four and one or better the first week of the contest. And it sounds like that didn't hold up in week number two. I don't know what the exact number was for week one. I know that there were 78 that were a perfect 5-0, and oh, and actually two of those 78 went 5-0 and oh in week two for a total record of 10-0 and oh leading the contest, just two contestants. There are quite a number, about two dozen at 9-1, and one, and then several dozen at 8-2. and two. But overall, the consensus, which was a very strong 4-1 and one in week one, went 0-5 in week two, Ooh. and that just continued throughout the balance of the card. In fact, overall in week one, if you look at each game, the contestants were right 10 times. They were incorrect five times. There was one game in which an equal number of contestants were on each side. In week two, however, building upon that 0-5 consensus, only four games were correctly picked. Twelve were incorrectly picked. So, so far on the season, the consensus, four and six, and the overall contest, contest has the contestants 14 and 17 against the spread. So we'll see uh, in week three whether week one was a better indicator early on or week two was a better indicator. But certainly uh, week three promises to be a very challenging week because whereas we had only one game of information to go on in handicapping week two, we've now got two games of information, and much of that information is conflicting. It is conflicting this week. I think it's going to also be a choppy week. I'm going to only guess in the Superbook contest this week. And uh, let me ask you this question, Andy, that in that 0-5 consensus week last week, I'm going to guess that the Seattle Seahawks were probably the number one pick in the contest, uh, if for no other reason, because there was a lot of value in the game because of the, the line that was sent out in the contest as opposed to what it ended up kicking off at. Am I correct in that assumption? 
You are correct. Seattle had 541 of the 1854 contestants picking them at a spread of minus four and a half, whereas the line had closed somewhere around six and a half uh, to seven in some places. But what's surprising is that the number two selection wasn't that far behind with 507 selections. The Green Bay Packers at minus two and a half, which was actually a little bit higher than the closing line of minus two. That was the number two selection followed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which happened to be a very popular selection amongst underdog players. And two other underdogs rounded out the top five. The Kansas City Chiefs getting three, which was a good line against the Houston Texans for a game that was basically actually down at some points. It had been pickets at one point, but Houston actually closed about a one, one and a half point favorite. And the fifth most popular selection, the Cincinnati Bengals taking three and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, that three and a half is an important number when the prevailing point spread is three. That extra half point often comes into play. It did not come into play this past week. Andy, it'll be interesting to see the value on the card or the perceived value, I should say, uh, given the fact of the sendouts of the numbers that Jay sent out last week, as opposed to what they've settled in at this week, your observation, your take on these value numbers on the NFL card for the contest this week. Yeah, one other thing to point out about the contest is that uh, the quarterback injuries, the running back injuries, etc., cetera, uh, do not prevent Jay from putting up contest numbers. But as we saw last week, some of the situations can change dramatically between the time that the numbers come out on Wednesday afternoon and kickoff time on Sunday and Monday, and even Thursday to a certain extent. And that's evident this week, the game between Houston and New England. The New England Patriots last week, when these lines were made available a week ago Wednesday, had the New England Patriots three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Well, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was knocked out of that game, and Brissett, the backup, was expected to start on Thursday night. When that line came up Sunday afternoon, the Houston Texans were made two-and-a-half-point road favorites. So that's a six-point adjustment based upon Garoppolo being out, although other factors as well, perhaps the continued absence of Gronkowski taking away another offensive weapon, affected that line. Now, when word came out early in the week that, well, Garoppolo hasn't entirely been ruled out, that line went down to Houston now a one-point road favorite with the uncertainty about the New England quarterback situation affecting that move. Other games that uh, may not have necessarily been impacted by injuries, the Oakland Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Oakland opened up a one-and-a-half-point favorite last week when they lost at home to uh, Atlanta, and Tennessee went on the road and won in the last minute at Detroit. The new line came out with that game a pick'em. Arizona at Buffalo was another interesting uh, game that showed a move. Last week, before these teams had played in Week 2, the Arizona Cardinals were three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Well, then Thursday night, Buffalo, of course, lost at home to the Jets. The Arizona Cardinals had a very impressive effort in beating Tampa Bay on Sunday. When that line came out, it was a three-point move. The Arizona Cardinals opened a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. However, the uh, wagering public early in that game said maybe a bit too much of a reaction. The line has come down, still higher than the three-and-a-half that it opened at the, or was put up last week, but the Arizona Cardinals bet down to a four-point road favorite. I would not be surprised on Sunday if we see that game go up, perhaps to four-and-a-half or five. Other games that we saw an adjustment, the Carolina Panthers were five-and-a-half-point 
home favorites against Minnesota. Adrian Peterson uh, went out on the Sunday night game, but even before that, after Carolina had come back, won and covered against San Francisco, that line was put up at six and a half. Panthers now seven and a half. Another game that showed a move, the Rams at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay opened a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They opened again as a three-and-a-half-point favorite after Sunday's action, but money has come in on Tampa Bay against the still-yet-to-score-a-touchdown Los Angeles Rams. Tampa Bay a five-point uh, favorite in that game now. Saw a little bit of reaction to the game that you were just talking about, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Last week, the Steelers favored by four-and-a-half on the road after their win over Cincinnati and before the Monday night game. The Steelers opened as five and a half point favorites. Philadelphia pulls off the Monday night upset. That line was taken off. It comes back on Tuesday adjusted downward by a point and a half to a four point road favorite for the Steelers. That line has gone down even further to a three and a half point road favorite. Little bit of movement on the Kansas City Jets game. Kansas City opened four, went down to three. Chicago at Dallas with the loss of Jay Cutler. The Dallas Cowboys who had been made a four point favorite based upon their win at Washington after being three and a half last week. They've been bet up to a seven and a half point home favorite and the Monday night game we saw some action going down to a key number the Saints which had been four point favorites last week this weekend opened up three and a half they've been about down to a three point home favorite in their Monday night home game against division rival Atlanta a lot of movement activity for the National Football League games at the Westgate Superbook contest this weekend we're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy publishes one of the best football newsletters on the market. You can check it out. Go online to TheLogicalApproach.com and check out Andy's Logical Approach football newsletter. Victor, I know you got a question you want to run by Andy before I ask him for his complimentary play on the show this week as well. I sure do. In fact, uh, it's in regards to last week's question as well. We talked about the fact that uh, the sharp better or the sportsbook, for that matter, loves it when the underdog covers the spread in the primetime games. And check this out, guys. This last weekend, Jets Thursday night, Minnesota Sunday night, Philadelphia Monday night. Not just three underdog covers, but three underdog outright wins. In fact, in the seven primetime games thus far, not only are the underdogs six and one, but they're six and one straight up as well. It's kind of blown me away a little bit, Andy. So on Sunday night's game, if I want to be riding the Chicago Bears plus a full touchdown against Dallas, Andy, am I going to be doing it backing uh, Jay Cutler, a quarterback, or is it going to be Brian Hoyer? And is there a difference in your opinion? Uh, my expectation is it will be Brian Hoyer. Uh, the, uh, the, the primetime games, the Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games by far are the largest bet games of the week, especially so when you have an attractive matchup such as you had the Sunday of week one when the Patriots and Cardinals did battle. That was a, a, a hugely popular game. And yes, the books do extremely well when the underdogs win, especially when the big underdogs win outright. Now, this past week, you had Buffalo and the Jets uh, pick them in a lot of places, maybe one point favor either way. And of course, you had Green Bay, a small favor. Favorite on Sunday night at Minnesota, and uh, the Chicago Bears actually the largest of the three uh, teams on the primetime games as far as favoritism goes as a three-point favorite. Now Sunday night, uh, a lot of people are expecting that it's not going to be a significant drop off to Brian Hoyer from Jay Cutler, given Cutler's historical issues as quarterback of the Bears, notwithstanding the season he had last year when Adam Gaze, the current Miami coach, was his offensive coordinator. I indicated a sh short time ago how much the line has moved with the ex 
expectation that Cutler will not play. And a lot of it may also go back to Brian Hoyer's uh, horrible experience in the 30 to nothing game when he quarterbacked the Houston Texans to that loss in the playoff game against Kansas City. So if you're brave enough to be on the Chicago Bears Sunday night and uh, you are going to uh, win the game outright, get a very nice money line price, you will be on the side with the bookmakers, and I would imagine extremely so. Now, there will be some of the sharps, some of the syndicate money that will come in and take the uh, big number on Chicago because they probably laid the three and a half or four on Dallas earlier in the week or perhaps even last week. So Andy Isco says, look for some movement in that Chicago-Dallas Sunday night football game if for no other reason the Sharps coming back to take the value in the contest. Andy, once again, a great job on the show this week, and I know our listeners want to know what you like for your complimentary play this week as well. Yeah, and I know it's, it's been a good start, but they may want to go against my complimentary play because <laughs> it's been it's struggled the last two weeks. In fact, I've gone with the Saints first as a side, that tough loss to New Orleans, and then uh, a one-sided loss in the over last week in a game against the Giants. And we don't know if that uh, uh, the improvement we seemingly saw out of the New Orleans defense is just progress under Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, or just a fluke. Uh, I'm going to go to the other side uh, involved in a game this week, that game, the game between the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. The Giants, pretty solid four-and-a-half-point favorites. Haven't seen a lot of movement in the, in that contest. Uh, Washington's desperate at 0-2. Not only are they 0-2, it's the worst possible 0-2. They lost both home games, uh, including a division game against Dallas. Interestingly enough, the Redskins lost to Dallas in Week 2. Dallas lost to the Giants by a point at home in Week 1. Both games were very competitive throughout. I think you're getting a tremendous amount of value with the Washington Redskins. Not just more than a field goal, but more than four points. Not sure they're going to pull the upset, but I totally wouldn't be surprised if they did. I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins plus four and a half as my play for this week. Andy Isco likes the Washington Redskins to bounce back from their 0-2 start at home this football season in a back-to-the-wall showdown football contest against the Giants. We'll put him down for the Redskins plus the points for his complimentary play on the show this week. And once again, I encourage your listeners to check out Andy's weekly newsletter. Go online now to thelogicalapproach.com. Download a copy this week. You'll be glad you did. Andy, a great job once again on the show this week. I'm going to wish you the very best of luck, as always, and I look forward to visiting with you next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Thanks, Mark. Victor, let's all have a great weekend, and I'll look forward to chatting with you next week. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't you go away. When we come back, Victor and I are going to put the final wraps on this show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week. And Victor and I with our complimentary plays when we're back with our final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. 
MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on the college football card this week. We call it Change It Up. And what we're looking to do is to plan any college football home dog that's off a straight-up home favorite loss if they score 24 or more points in the loss. They put up a good offensive effort, were favored, lost the game. Now they come back as a home dog. These teams bounce back. Going 14 and 4 against the spread in this role since 1993. That's a 79% winning angle. The play this week will be on the Buffalo Bulls. That's Buffalo in college football for our Change It Up awesome angle on the show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King for his complimentary play on the football show. And Victor, also, if you would, let our listeners know what you've got on tap at King Creel Sports going this weekend. Absolutely, Mark. And you touched it on in the top half of our show. The debut issue of the Midweek Alert is today. It's delivered every Wednesday. And this is the time of the year that I kind of call the newsletter nirvana time of year. We got all three playbook newsletters. We're churning them out every week. The playbook newsletter, Best Bets Now 12, 4, and 2, comes out every Tuesday night. Totals tip sheets off a profitable week last week with uh, two out of three winners as well. And, of course, the Midweek Alert comes out every Wednesday. We'll be churning these guys out uh, each week for the next three months. We're also promoting the Triple Play Package currently on the Playbook website. You can still get all three newsletters for the season, just $269, all three delivered via email each week. As far as our service plays go, Mark, we will be putting out our our college football over-unders those will be out on Friday and Saturday, respectively, and NFL over of the week. That'll be up on the website on Friday night. And our free play this week, we're going to put man's best friend on the spot again. Speedy delivered last week with his recommendation of the under in the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. And he's coming down here and staying in his home territory, and he's going under the total in the Browns-Dolphins game. Now, that's providing that you have a line of 41 and a half or more in this particular game. It opened at uh, 42 and a half. It's come down a full point. I got my wager in on Tuesday at 41 and a half. I see the line dropping. It could go under 40 by the time we get to kickoff on Sunday. If this line drops to 40 and a half or 40 or 39 and a half, I'm not going to play it. We've preached all season how it's important to get the right number when you're betting your games, and the right number in this game is the current number as of Wednesday morning of 41.5 or more because 41 is such a key number. So at 41.5 or more, it's a play. Cleveland-Miami under the total. 
Of course, we already know it's a low-scoring series. The last three games in this series have only averaged 29.7 points. We touched on the fact that rookie Cody Kessler might not be ready for an NFL start, and I would be very, very surprised if the Browns get uh, 17 points in this game. It's probably not going to happen. I mentioned this way back in our Playbook Yearbook magazine in May, and it's a, the best situation for week three unders in the NFL. And it's basically week three winless teams. They're non-division road underdogs like the Browns. They've gone under 74% of the time since 1980. But not only that, but these teams have gone 3-21 and 21 over under when the over under line is more than 39 points. That is the case this week in the Cleveland and Miami game. We'll be going under the total. The Dolphins are a perfect 0-7 to the under as non-division conference home favorites of a touchdown or more. And on the flip side, in the last two seasons, the Browns have gone an equally perfect 0-7 over-under as big underdogs of more than a touchdown. Browns-Dolphins under 41.5 or more points. And we'll see if man's best friend can bring home another under-winner. Victor King from King Creole Sports likes the Dolphins and Browns in a low-scoring, boring football game to go under the total this Sunday for his complimentary play. And be sure to get your hands on your copy of a totals tip sheet this particular week loaded with great over-under total handicapping information. You can also score with Victor with all of his plays online this weekend at playbook.com. Before I get to my complimentary play, I want to remind our listeners once again, if you haven't done so yet, you can open up your account with our friends over at MyBookie. AG, mybookie.ag. You can get a 100% sign-up bonus when you log on today at mybookie.ag or call them toll-free at 1-844-866-2387. And also a quick note here, guys, that if you're interested in joining us in this United Games Sports app, which will be launching its game next month in October, now is the time to do so. They'll be cutting off affiliate memberships here in the next week or two. To take advantage, log on to the, our website, playbook.com, or check out the information at games, G-A-M-E-S dot playbook.com. You can join Victor, Scott Matthews, and I as affiliates for the new United Games sports game app launching this fall. Big news for me this weekend is my five-star college football game of the month will kick off this Saturday. We, had a, we laid a clunker last week with Oklahoma as our college football underdog game of the month. It didn't fare well for us or our customers, but we're looking for a big-time bounce back this week. My college football five-star game of the month documented 65-30 and 30 on this play since 1990. You can get it online at playbook.com or Join me for a $99 football weekend of winners, including the five-star college game of the month, when you call me toll-free now at 1-800-321-7777. My complimentary play on the football show this week, inside the Big Ten Conference, I'm going to grab the points with Northwestern when they play host to Nebraska on Saturday. Nebraska comes in a perfect undefeated 3-0 this season off an inside-out win over Oregon. They won the game, lost the stats. And they've got a big revenge game with Illinois waiting up on deck next week. Key pivotal game for Northwestern here. They're just 1-2 and two to start the season. This is the fourth game of a four-game season opening home stand, which means if you look down the road for the Wildcats, five of their last eight games to conclude the season will be on the road. 
they'll need this game like blood in this the fourth of a four-game season opening homestand. The dog in the series has gone four and one to the spread. I see that going to five and one. I'll play Northwestern plus the points over Nebraska for my complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I want to thank our co-host, Victor King, from King Creole Sports. Andy Isco joining us live from Las Vegas for our Vegas Vibe. And Scott Matthews joining us from smpicks.com. Check out his offer at smpicks.com forward slash win. This weekend, you'll be glad you did. And for our friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.